you know, wanting to announce on my own time when my family's right and um, not trying to hold it from the media or anything, just wanting to announce on my own time and, and knowing, you know, um, just when it's right for me and my family, but nothing, no secret message in between any of that, just really not trying to make it, you know, dramatic at all, just really focus on right now and getting myself better and letting, you know, God and, and you know, just kind of pave the way for me and just trust in his path for me. There you go, Dylan Gabriel talking about whether or not he's staying or going, uh, just giving it time, talking with his family. Now, I've said this before. I think he's staying, and I think the reason there's a delayed uh, announcement is because you got to generate as, as much talk and chatter as you can, and then you have the big moment where you announce it, and you do it on social media to where you get the likes, the retweets, the whatever it is, the engagement, because I, ultimately that's how you make money off NIL deals or really, frankly, anything else now is how much uh, attention do you draw on social media. I mean, so uh, to me, that's that's the o- only explanation here, and I'm not mad at him for doing it that way. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not mad at him doing it that way either. Um, I just... He's playing in the bowl game. Mims is playing in the bowl game. I didn't play that portion of the audio clip, but I would just – I would expect both of those guys to be back. But if I were to tell you that one of them won't be back, would Mims be the one that you guess? Because that's, that's, that's where I would go. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, probably. DG sounded unhappy as if he was out of here after the bowl. I didn't I didn't get that from the audio clip. One texture did. I, I didn't I didn't get unhappy out of it. He's just he's not a very I don't like that. When he talks like this, that's he's just kinda like laid back and calm and cool. Like you're not gonna hear him get overly excited about anything. So Yeah. He sounds the exact same whenever he's you know, he's interviewed after game, before game, after practice, before practice. Uh, it's it's always pretty much the exact same with him. So I, he doesn't sound upset to me. He doesn't sound uh, like he wants to leave. He just sounds like someone who's waiting to make an announcement. That's it. I don't think there's anything deeper involved than that. It's become a big, a lot bigger deal than it probably should. I, I don't know. I, if there was a real possibility of him not playing at OU next year, I got to think, man, that we would be hearing at least some scuttlebutt about that being the case. Yet there has been zero. Right. He literally just said last night, 10 days before the bowl game was last night, like, hey, I still need to make a decision. And I don't think like any OU fan is worried. Not because of his ability. I just I don't think there's really any OU fans right now worried that he's not going to come back next year. I think everyone is operating under the same assumption that, yeah, like of what you said, it's probably going to be a big social media post. He's coming back, and and that's that. Yeah. If if he if he wasn't coming back, and the coaches weren't 
very, very, very confident about it, there there would be some action going on in the transfer portal. We'd be hearing some smoke around some of these guys that are in there. Like we would be actively pursuing some of these quarterbacks. And that's just not happening right now. So Yeah, they got is... they got caught a little flat footed last year. If I mean I guess if you even want to say it that way. I mean with with what Caleb Williams ended up doing, um, they weren't gonna put themselves in that situation. Like Dylan Gabriel has not officially announced where he what he's going to do, but I got to think this coaching staff has a really good idea of what he's going to decide. Right. Yes, I I think that is one hundred percent true, and lack of lack of action out there, real movement. I it it tells you everything that you need to know. I mean, come on, that's. I think he'll be back. Text line's being harsh, man, to both these guys. If Mims comes back and is still the number one wide receiver, we got problems. Uh, Mims can go ahead and leave if he's not sure. Get real, dude. You haven't played that great. This one says Dylan Gabriel is fishing for unnecessary attention, acting like he has a decision to make. I Hey, I think it's unnecessary. Uh it's just how it's done these days, man. I, I, there's no no sense, I, I, I guess, in getting upset about it. It's just how things are done. Um, you know, attention is currency now. I with NIL, attention is currency. If you have a social media account that has a lot of action on it, people see that, and you can make money off of it. So that's just the nature of the beast. I don't like it any more than anyone else does, right? And, you know, to that point, I I would agree about the wide receiver situation. We have to be better. We have to be better at wide receiver next year. And, you know, I would like Mims to be a part of that for sure, and I think he will be. But I, I agree with the sentiment about wide receiver, like, We definitely have to get better at wideout. Yeah. Without a doubt. Everyone needs to chill on Mims and DG. That's from the 405. This from the 404. Seriously, what is the worst that can happen if DG and Mims leave? Developing will still happen. JFA will get a jump start on his playing career. What's the worst that can happen? Well, you could run across a true freshman who I think is going to have a great career but may not be ready as a true freshman game one. And then what are your options? Well, I think you saw what your options were last year behind Dylan Gabriel. Uh, a lot. It, what? What's the worst that could happen? Well, you you could finish five and seven next year instead of six and six. That's the worst that can happen. Yeah. Well, that is that is a text message made by someone that believes um, a true freshman quarterback is coming in to save and hide all of your problems. And I'm not one inclined to believe that that is going to happen. It would be nice, but, uh, yeah, I don't think that we're going to find out next year that uh, Jackson Arnold can dis- can mask all this uh, all these programs' issues, all the issues the program has. Right. I mean, the over-under for game start uh, for Jackson Arnold next year has got to be like 0.5. 
well, yeah, well, unless there's injury. Are you talking about other than injury? No, I'm just saying, I mean, I can't predict injury is going to happen to Dylan Gabriel. If if I was going to put an over-under on game started by Jackson Arnold, like not knowing if an injury is going to happen, I'd put it at less than one. 0.5. Yeah, I'd I'd put it at less than one and exactly at zero. For one, I I know he's going to sign his uh, letter of intent tomorrow, but the kid, he's not even here yet. Not even enrolled at school yet. So, I mean, I would put it at zero. And there's a chance that I'm wrong yeah, on you would, that. Yeah, you would take the under on 0.5, as would I yeah. right, right now, sure. And the only way I think the over would hit is if there's an injury at the position. The only, the only way you even, like, I don't even want, I want it to be zero. I'm hoping it's zero. You you don't want Jackson Arnold to have to start next year. That shouldn't be what you want. You should want him to learn, develop, you know, watch someone go out there and play well, watch someone go out there and make mistakes, learn from that. I I don't know. I I just he may be one of the rare cases where he can go out there and get it done. I and, and I'm leaving a little bit of room for that, but uh, you shouldn't even want him to start next year. I, you want him to be fully ready. You, you don't want him learning on the fly at quarterback early in the year, especially when we don't even know what our schedule looks like. So, I don't know. I know that it's the common thing to have a big time recruit coming in and feel like everything is fixed and. That kid's just going to trans translate perfectly to the next level, and you're going to have a, a Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback in game one of his true freshman year. But yeah, I just it just doesn't work. That well, way. I mean, not only does it not work that way, I mean, for it to work that way, like you're going to have to have a supporting cast around this kid that is ready to go, man. Right? Like everyone likes to cite. Well, I mean, Trevor Lawrence was able to hop in his true freshman year and win Clemson a national championship. Sure, that did happen. One, though, he didn't start from game one. Like that, that didn't happen until you know the middle of the season. Two, like Clemson's offense that year was in a little bit better shape than what OU's offense currently looks like. Their like, entire I, football I, team I, was. Yeah, I mean, they had a defense. Okay, that's a great point. Is it wasn't just the offense; they had an elite defense that was awesome against Alabama in the national championship that game and all year long for that matter, right? Like, they had a defense that they could lean on with a true freshman quarterback. I'm not crazy with the idea to begin with, and I'm definitely not crazy when not only would you have to play a true freshman quarterback, but the O-line could be shaky. We'll see what you get at the skill position spots. You may be asking that true freshman to lead the offense next year, and that's, that's just not, it's not a spot that you want to put yourself in. At all. It, I mean, no. it's a recipe for disaster is what it is. Right. And I know that there's there's some people that will not, no matter what happens, they will not be convinced otherwise. But, you know, they've made up in their mind that Dylan Gabriel is not any good and the high school kid 
is is definitely going to be better and would be better the day he steps foot on campus. But, you know, the real reality is that outside of Max Duggan, Dylan Gabriel was probably, you know, probably the best quarterback in the Big 12. I mean, at least statistically, right there at that spot. And you just, you're not going to get that from a, uh, from a true freshman kid. All right, let me read a few of these texts. Jim in Arlington, you failed to plan for a backup quarterback last year, and the one who should have been your backup, you gave mop-up time in the Texas game, and he says, I'm gone. Now you still have no backup. So you're saying that you're saying that Nick Evers, like what for what happened in the Texas game is the reason why he's out the door, and you still have no backup. Okay. Uh I don't know what they're saying. I, I, I honestly don't. They, they tried to address the backup quarterback situation. It's not like they didn't know that backup backup quarterback was one of the biggest problems that we heard them talking about instantly in spring ball. That's why post spring practice they were in the transfer portal doing what they could to address the situation because Nick Evers had come in and it was clear immediately that he was not going to be adequate as a backup quarterback. So, I mean, if, if you would like to go with the narrative that you've created there, then that's okay. Does Jackson Arnold redshirt next year? Well, he had to play in, what, four games to not redshirt. Um <sighs> Well, now you can play in the bowl game, and it doesn't yeah, count. Yeah, yeah. So I would say probably not redshirt if he's your backup quarterback. But I, I don't know. Like this team is going to have to start blowing out some teams next year for Jackson Arnold to get in the game and some mop up duty. And uh, we saw how many close games they played in this year. Yeah, I don't know if he. I don't know if he redshirts or not. There's like a negative connotation whenever it comes to redshirting if you're a quarterback. I've, I feel like. You know, it implies that you're just not ready or something, and no one wants to to have that put on them. So there's like a a fight to try and play in in however many games you need to play in. But I don't know, immaterial in my opinion. Uh, if re- if you end re- up needing more. him uh, in more games, then or have have the ability to get him some meaningful time to where it's not just burning a red shirt to burn it then I, I don't see a problem with playing him. But I if you're able to redshirt him, then there's nothing wrong with that either. Uh, Douglas Miles says, I don't want Jackson Arnold to start next season, but I also don't want him standing on the sideline if Gabriel gets hurt and OU is out there running the Wildcats. I, well, I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't either. I think, I think he'll, be, he'll be your backup quarterback next season would be my guess. If he's capable of being the backup quarterback, he'll be the backup quarterback. If we're three or four games in and Dylan Gabriel goes down and Jackson Arnold does not jog out there, it is not going to be because they just don't want him to be out there. It's going to be because he's not going to be ready and people are going to lose their freaking minds just like they did over Nick Evers, even though Nick Evers was not ready. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. 
But you you are very right. If Jackson Arnold does not run out, if something happens to Gabriel next year, the I mean, I I don't know what's going to happen, but it's not going to be pretty with the fan base. Yeah. And and if that happens during a home game, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. But I I mean I I I do think he'll be the backup quarterback next year. I do. I think he'll win that job. And if something were to happen to Dylan Gabriel, yes, I think that they'll throw Jackson Arnold out there. Not That's obviously not an ideal situation, but if it's the situation that the text line wants to bring up, that's fine. That's I think Jackson Arnold will be the guy uh, running out there. Right. I can just tell – I can just hear the frustration from your voice. Yeah, I think it's the dumbest thing ever. Well, I, and I, it I, frustrates I, the absolute hell out of me every single year. Why isn't this kid out there? Why isn't that kid out there? As it, like, from someone who's never even seen the kid practice, never seen him in meetings, has no idea what his skill set is, has no idea if he knows what the hell he's doing, nothing. All you do is look at how highly he was recruited and start to demand that he be on the field. It's insanity is what it is well i was uh sensing the frustration before the segment even began and uh we stumbled upon the one segment that could even make you a little bit more frustrated so here we are i can yeah. sense it you're ready for this day to be over with uh that's not true oh i can tell you definitely want this day to be over with it it's not true i, I just i'm i don't know I hope as much as anyone else that Jackson Arnold is the next Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at Oklahoma. I just I see the endless amount of five-star quarterbacks on 247 Sports in past recruiting classes that never play a snap of meaningful football ever. Uh, right. Most, most five-stars at least play one snap of meaningful football, though. Well, you know what I'm saying. Right. Georgia's got a uh, an entire room full of those guys, and Stetson Bennett, the junior college transfer, is playing in front of all of them. And, you know, inevitably, you know, almost every year, I guess we haven't seen it this year, but there's transfer portal full of guys, five-star quarterbacks that are leaving the place that they're at either because they're not playing or it's not going well for them at all. Let me see. uh, Five-star quarterbacks that would have been true freshmen last year. Cade Klubnick was the number one overall player. Uh, He did get to play at Clemson last year. Going to be the starter next season. Connor Wegman at A&M, he played towards the end of the year. Uh, Nick <laughs> Evers was a four-star. We know how that worked out. Malik Murphy was a four-star. Uh, that Nico Merrick, uh, however you pronounce it, he started late in the year for West Virginia. I think he played in one game or got in one game. And Garrett Rangel, four-star for Oklahoma State, who didn't play that well. So there's probably some others that I didn't see play this year, but well, that's just last year. Yeah, I mean, you just... can go back, like as far as you want to go back. It's just there's a there's a lot asked of these guys, and it's it's just that 
I, and I know the frustration level coming off of a bad season. I understand it. And I know that people, like the quarterback is going to get all of the credit and all of the blame, and, and that's always the easy answer. But uh, we have way more issues going on right now than Dylan Gabriel. So, um like you don't want to throw a you don't want to throw a true freshman out there and let, like you said like the Trevor Lawrence situation is a totally like that's not even comparable at all. You're top, talking about a team poised to go win a national championship and you make a change at quarterback. I Clemson like, was not in a position, position to be right able now. to make that. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's that's they had an entire side of the ball opposite of Trevor Lawrence that could win them games and they did. Yep. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up, hanging out at the Carlstone today. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. This season serves as a reminder to stop, reflect, and focus on what matters most. At Landers, we know it's important to do good all year long. And right now, during the Big Finish sales event, get 11000 off the 2022 Ram 1500 and 7500 off the 2022 Grand Cherokee L. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from all of us at Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman. WAC plus TTNL. TV dealer for details. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, and information technology solutions to small and medium-sized organizations in and around Oklahoma. When you think of a big league company, think RK Black. RK Black is the official provider of the Oklahoma City Thunder with Sharp. Let RK Black and Sharp become your official service provider for your office needs. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. I'm Jordan Klinger, an attorney at McIntyre Law. The decision to hire an attorney after you've been injured is important. The decision on who to hire is even more important. At McIntyre Law, we will settle a case if the offer to our client is fair. Partial justice is no justice at all. At McIntyre Law, we are committed to obtaining full justice for our clients. Contact McIntyre Law at 405-917-5200 or visit us at McIntyreLaw.com. This season serves as a reminder to stop, reflect, and focus on what matters most. At Lander Chevrolet of Norman, we know it's important to do good all year long. And right now, get $5,500 off select 2022 custom Silverados and take $3,000 off MSRP and 3.99% financing on the 2022 Equinox. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from Lander Chevrolet of Norman. Find new roads. WAC must finance with GM Financial. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. There is no such thing as a traditional life. Therefore, there should be no such thing as a traditional funeral. The staff at Primrose is able to help you plan all aspects of a celebration of your life. From food and beverage to special music and even setting up Dad's railroad collection, the staff was there to think of every detail. I encourage you to call today and let the professionals at Primrose help you and your family. 405-926-1700. 
Call 321-6000. Preparation makes all the difference on the playing field and in life. At McFarland Methodist Church, we believe that a strong faith is a great preparation for the ups and downs of life, and we have lots of ways to practice and strengthen our faith. Come be a part of a midweek Bible study or community service event, or join us for traditional or modern worship on Sunday morning. You're always welcome at McFarland, where we're changing lives that change the world. Learn more on our website at mcfarlandumc.org or call us at 321-3484. Hey y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family, but in some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to live for all of us. So look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve the American dream, all right? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. What's been your impression of the Oklahoma Sooner fans? Well, for the most part, I think they're real supportive, but they have high expectations, which, you know, I have high expectations too. And so, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to think we're kind of on the same page as far as that goes. You know, everybody's got a different opinion of things and things like that, but uh, I'm excited about their support and I'm excited that, uh, you know, they fill that stadium up and I'm excited that uh, OU football is real important to them. There's Mike Leach back in 1999. Mike Leach's funeral was earlier this afternoon in Starkville, Mississippi. Bob Stoops was one of many who was able to uh, speak at the funeral today. I'll, I'll play a 30-second uh, clip of what Bob, um, some of what Bob had to say during the funeral today. It was really, really good. 405-651-3439 if you want to hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I love this one. It says, Teddy's evening after work when he gets home. Geez, babe, I've had a long day. It's been very rough. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. Hey, by the way, the pipe's busted in the pool. <laughs> That's all you need is a joke yeah. about the pipes busting in the pool. Yeah, pipes are going to bust and whatever. It doesn't matter. I might as well just take a bunch of money and throw it into the fireplace anyways. feel like that's all that happens. You just spew time and spew cash. Make sure and film it, it and put it on social media, though, if you're just going to throw money in the fireplace, please. At least get some likes and retweets off of it. It's just a quiet, peaceful dance, Tyler, for the things we'll never have. Mm. Mm. Uh, what is this... Tassili Akana to Colorado buzz, Tyler. Uh, well, I mean, he visited there this past weekend, and he did put a Colorado logo on his uh, graphic that he's going to announce tomorrow, along with OU, LSU, A&M, Texas, and Utah, but I, I, I think it's going to be OU tomorrow at 3 p.m. Though um, Dion uh, will – like if there's more situations like this in the future – where Dion kind of gets like the last visit before signing day, that's going to make me nervous moving forward. Did you see that interaction where I guess he spoke to a bunch of recruits and I guess he, at the end he said, is there anyone have any questions for me? And one of the recruits said, can you change the weather? Yeah. 
<laughs> what do you say? No, but I can change the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got the perfect response every time, does he not? Yeah, that's funny. I don't uh, think that was rehearsed, but sometimes it's like, was that rehearsed? Uh, that was that was a nice comeback there by Dion. No, Tassili Akana will be uh, one of the few uh, OU targets making an, an announcement tomorrow. Again, Colorado, OU, LSU, A&M, Texas, and Utah. Uh, that's 3 p.m. tomorrow. We'll have you covered and you, all day you long. You seem to be – uh, strongly leaning towards the Akana kid coming to Oklahoma. I mean, that one, I there's been a lot of reasons to feel good about OU for quite some time. Um, I it, like If you want me to put it on the 10 scale, I guess I would put it at like a 7.5. So I, if that's feeling pretty good, then yeah. So you're 75% sure he comes to the University of Oklahoma? Uh yeah, we go seventy five percent. If not Oklahoma, where? If not Oklahoma, that's actually a really good question. Um, I, I Colorado maybe because it was the last visit. Louisville's not on there. He just got a recent visit. I, I guess Colorado. If, if there's any smoke there, but I, I just I don't know. I feel like it's OU. Yeah, you may be right. What about Texas, though? Texas, what, he has a sister, I think, that uh, wish she play volleyball there. There's, uh, There's been some connections in Texas there. That could be it. Yeah. Are you nervous about Cecilia Connor? or you feel good about it since we won't talk tomorrow on signing day? I, You're off. I have nothing to go off of. Don't know. Uh, it seems like the, the right people have been pretty confident with him for quite some time now. I've got nothing to add to that. All I can do is listen to what they say, take that for what it is, and just hope that it's not, you know, people aren't just telling them what they want to hear. Yeah. You know, that's, well, that's I, the only thing I, I can go I, off like, I know the diehards know this, for, but those casual, like, recruiting observers or recruiting fans, whatever – I, I apparently there's a guy in every recruiting class that Brent Venable says, all right, I got point on this one. Like, these assistants can help out on this recruitment, but I'll take point on this recruitment. And it sounds like over the years, like, whoever he's identified as his, as his guy, he's got a pretty good success rate with it. Well, Cecilia Kana is his guy in this recruiting class, which should make you feel pretty good about things. Yeah. One, it should make you feel good that – OU's going to get his um, OU's going to get his uh, commitment tomorrow. Two, it should make you feel pretty good that he's a really good player. If Brent Venables has identified Tassili Akana as the guy that, hey, I'll, I'll take point on this one because he's not going to be taking point on any scrubs in a recruiting class. Yeah. Well, yeah, that should make you feel good. And we'll see if he's able to uh, secure it, lock it in. Uh, that would be big for Oklahoma if we're able to land to Celia Connor, top 100 player, Peyton Bowen, five-star safety. If if you can add both of those guys to the what is already the number eight recruiting class, that'd be pretty big time. We haven't had a heck of a lot of success. It doesn't seem like lately on the guys we felt good about going into signing day, right? Um, is that is that true? Uh, who are you who are you thinking of? Well, didn't we lose a running back? Uh, I think that was what two years ago. You're talking about Kamar Wheaton to Alabama. 
Yeah, the I, beaten I, kid. I don't. Was that on signing day or maybe that was maybe on not. signing day? I, it was right before Christmas. I know that. Maybe it was a. Uh, um, but yeah, they lost him. They lost Jace McClellan the year before. I don't. I guess I don't remember just a ton of yeah. really bad beats on signing day for OU. Well, it, I, I guess what I'm saying is that it's felt like when we've been there's been a, another a five star out there just kind of waiting and. We're trying to lock that in that we just haven't been able to get that on a five-star kid. But I could be wrong. That's just like vaguely remember it as it's uh, as yeah. it's unfolded over the last couple uh, of years. Some, it would be good to get a couple of late guys to bolster a class. A little national college football news. Brett Bielema has got a new six-year deal at Illinois, $6 million a year. So uh, he's, um, he's kind of resurfaced his career a little bit. He got fired at Arkansas. Was that about five years ago, maybe? Yeah, was on spent the, some time in New England. Yeah, was on the Patriots staff, and then now is Illinois is a good football team this year. So yep. good for Bielema for resurfacing in the in the Big Ten. It kind of seems like that's where he belongs. And then Devin Leary, like the first transfer portal quarterback domino has fallen. I was wondering when that was going to happen. Most people who have a transfer portal rankings had Devin Leary as the best quarterback available, and he's off to Kentucky. Now, Mark Stoops and co, they needed a, a big-time quarterback to replace what's walking out the door in Will Levis. That's a big-time get by UK, Devin Leary. Yeah, it is. He's a good player, solid. Um, I don't think he's great, but he's really solid. Um, maybe, maybe at Kentucky they can uh, end up getting a little bit more out of him. They've had some really good offensive lines recently, so um, – yeah, that's that's big time. You know, he's he's one of those. He's like an interesting. He's an interesting cat. Um, I'm curious to see how he does at Kentucky. I mean, I think he's a good player. I'm just I'm not sold on how good he is. If that makes sense. No, I I don't think he's like one of the three best quarterbacks in college football next year. But is that a great get for Kentucky? Oh yeah, yeah that's a great get for Kentucky. Sure. Where's Grayson McCall going? Um, I, I'll guess Florida. I guess that one's really heating up. I'll guess the Gators. Yeah. Spencer Sanders, I, I heard Penn State early on. I haven't heard anything recently, but Parker seems to think that Alabama could be an option for him. And if Alabama's an option for him, I would tell him, go to Alabama. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think you'll have to tell him that. Um. Am, am I making things up, or was was there, like, right out of the gate, whenever we first went into the portal, like, Notre Dame, like, that name came up, or is that just something that we talked about? Oh, I'm, I'm sure that initially, like, when it when he hopped in the portal, there were some people saying that Notre Dame would be a good fit, but I... Because that was right, right about the same time that yeah, Drew Pine went in, right? right? But I, I haven't heard anything about Notre Dame since. Yeah. But he'll he'll have some options. He'll get some offers for sure. Spencer Sanders. Yeah. Well, we found out, though, on the text line today that OU fans wouldn't be very fond of it if for some reason they had to kick the tires on it, if Dylan Gabriel makes a decision that shocks us all. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure that our fans wouldn't hate any quarterback that comes to OU other than Jackson Arnold. 
it's JFA or bust with most fans. I agree. Uh, there yeah. is a crystal ball in on another portal player for OU. Uh-oh. Trey Harris, a wide receiver. You've been uh, complaining about wide receivers here recently. Six foot two. Uh, what is he? 204 pounds. 65 catches for 935 yards and 10 touchdowns at Law Tech last year. Uh, Brandon Drum put in a crystal ball for him to OU. So I don't know if that's what you're looking for or not, 6-2-204, but that one's looking like it might happen. What's his name? Trey Harris. T-R-E, Trey. Huh. Okay. I'm not seeing him listed on uh, the portal. So I was trying to see like kind of what his – what do you have as his rating? Have you seen it? Like, uh, it I don't think his... he has a transfer portal rating, at least not one that I've seen. Okay. Well, hey, we need some help, and if if that gives us some help at wide receiver, I'm all for it. We need some uh, we need some game changers there. Like, more than anything, I want the young guys to to show up. Um, you know, this spring is going to be big. This off season is going to be big for Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson. So, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Hanging out the Carlstone. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. This season serves as a reminder. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing the final hour of the rush on this Tuesday. Hey, big hoops game tonight. OU in Florida in the Jumpman Invitational. 8.30 on ESPN2. Florida currently a two and a half point favorite. OU's at eight and three. Florida's at seven and four. Uh, Florida's got spanked a few times this year. UConn beat them by 21 uh, a couple of weeks ago, but UConn's top five team. They're really good. West Virginia beat them by like 29 earlier this year. Uh, They lost to Xavier by seven. So this is not some great Florida team. I mean, they are favored to win, but honestly, man, if you're going to make the tournament this year, these are the types of games that you need to win, especially on a neutral floor. OU needs to win this game tonight against Florida. And I'll pick him to do they, so. I'll pick him to win a close game just because I'm going to guess Grant Sherfield is the best player on the floor. But, yeah, this is one of those ones that you need You need to win this one. This sounds like a sympathy pick It's not a sympathy. You. No, it's not a sympathy pick at all. I'm picking him because I really like Grant Sherfield, and I really like the way that Tanner Gross played last Saturday, even though the opponent okay. wasn't great. All right. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm with you. You you gotta you start gotta start clicking off some some meaningful wins, and it's gonna ramp up quick whenever you get into Big Twelve play. Who's the worst team in the Big Twelve this year? Um, Oklahoma State maybe. Yeah, and you know, like Jerry Palm put out a bracketology today, and OU was a 12 seed in a play-in game against Ole Miss. And Oklahoma State was a 12 seed in a play-in game as well. So I don't know if he had all 10 teams in the Big 12 in the <laughs> dance, but he may have. Like, um, I, it, probably, I, I would guess OSU right now. It's going to be loaded, though. And every single game, which, I mean, it's, it's been this, like, this way for some time that, you know, you have to win pretty much every game at home because going on the road in this conference is – brutal and it's hard to get those wins so you have to hold serve whenever you host teams at home and 
that's obviously easier said than done. So. 8.30 tonight, OU in Florida and the Jumpman Invitational. You going to stay up for it or are you going to pass out at halftime or not even watch I'm it gonna, at all? I will try to pass out uh, at halftime. Mm. Or, dude, we're going on air early tomorrow for the the signing day uh, television show up at the University of Oklahoma. So it's going to be a long day tomorrow. What time is early? What time is that? Show we are live at eight a.m. It's perfect. What a two-hour show, eight to ten. Get it over with and have the rest of your day. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, right. It's going to be, I think, a three-hour show. Ooh. And then right after that three-hour show, we're doing the game day taping for the bowl game against the Florida State Seminoles. So. Knock both of those out. Mm. Well, at and least you're living the, day's the dream. Over. Yeah, at least you're living the dream, right? You get to talk recruiting, yeah. a bowl game against Florida State. Uh, I'll be here tomorrow from 2 to 6. Don't worry. Anchoring the yeah. uh, signing day coverage over here. Hopefully talking about Peyton Bowen. Please talking about Peyton Bowen and Cecilia Kana. Because, I, I mean, I just read a tenth of some of the text today, and some people were pretty hostile and angry. I, dude, I can't, actually, I can't imagine. I don't want to live in a world tomorrow doing this show where they don't get Peyton Bowen because it, it, it will probably turn pretty ugly. Yeah. Let's keep it, let's keep it, you know, within the lines here, folks. He's just a high school kid. You know, don't take it out on him. But. Let's still just uh, hope that he comes. Yeah, just get your third five-star. Three five-stars looks uh, pretty good, which Bama already has four five-stars. They lead the country, and they got a chance at three more five-stars tomorrow. So they probably will end up with six or seven five-stars in their recruiting class. And finish with the number one overall class, probably by a decent little margin. Yeah, the uh, the rumors of Alabama's death have been greatly exaggerated, I believe. Yeah, I think that they're going to be just fine. Now, they need to find their quarterback of the future, but I'm going to guess that they probably do that as well. Here's what I love. Alabama has 25 commits and one three-star. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if they're – they're probably not getting another three-star tomorrow. Probably just five-star big game hunting for those guys. Doubtful. And that, that three-star is probably some hidden gem deep in the uh, – Backwoods of Alabama Probably. that nobody knows about. Um, hey, you want to offer either one of these two kids, Dude Person or Rowdy Beers? Rowdy Beers yeah. would be a uh, popular jersey in Norman next season. Rowdy Beers, I love that. Looks like he might go to FIU, but hey, an OU offer late could swing things. Hmm. What what's what's the story on this kid? Uh, I, I, his name is Rowdy Beers. What else is there to know? I guess that's that's true. At that point, there's really nothing else you, you really need to know about the kid. Um, name says it all. Come on. That's why everyone thinks JFA should start the second he steps oh, on God. campus. Oh, God, here we go. Here we uh, go. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not wrong. We dealt with that a lot today. And probably will this entire offseason. Like, you're aware of that, right? Like, today is yeah. not when that conversation ends. Like, the first sign of it... Do not let Jackson Arnold look good in the spring game, or you know exactly what the story is going to be on Monday and the following days after that throughout the summer. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's how it goes. That's okay. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Just bring it on, folks. Give me everything that you could throw at me. Tell Teddy to use one of his special texts to BV for Rowdy Beers. Yes. Tell him, go get Rowdy, Rowdy beers, beers tomorrow and see how he responds to that. <laughs> All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Final segment of the day coming up next here from the Carlstone. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. This season serves as a reminder to stop 